United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects... Hi! Hi! Hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I am the feeling of instantaneous regret when you say, fuck it, I'm getting the expensive DoorDash, you fucking bitch, and then you look at your bank account immediately after and go, oh, fuck, that was a mistake, girl, it is, that was a mistake, girl. I think it's the only way that women can understand post-nut clarity mm-hmm. is just post-dash clarity because I yeah. ha- I also do that where I'm like treat yourself ha 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 we're all gonna die soon and then I'm like uh. yeah and then I look at my fucking bank account and I go you fool <laughs> I know I'm sorry for like friendly bullying you into getting door dash no, and being like treat okay. yourself but it's okay I just like won't eat for the rest of the week so it's fine but who are you <laughs> oh I'm Chelsea as soon as I said let's go and we did our comedic throat clearing I needed to burp and I didn't, and now I can feel it just sitting in my sternum. Do you want to get it out? You can put yourself on mute. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all I got. The that was so out. pussy. That I was know. It's sitting in my sternum, man, like pushing it out. I have like a convex chest hump now. I have like a third boob. Well, just, you know, deal with it if you got to deal with it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> hi, welcome. We are talking about dreams today and let me just say to you specifically chelsea this was scary for me a little bit really yeah you you did you went hard in the paint on the research i can see well that's because like well you'll see so anyway let's just all get a little scared together if you're not scared there's a problem with you i feel so the scientific study of dreaming is called I put it fucking phonetically and I still can't. It looks like onerology. Onerology is exactly it. Thank that you it? so okay. much. Thank I you just read so the phonetic much. stuff that you added. So yeah, it's like my brain was looking at the, fin- the, no, my brain was looking at the phonetic spelling, but then my eyes were looking at the word. And I was the like, onerology. What yeah. the fuck? So anyway, that's that girl. And it's a fairly new field of study in the worlds of both psychology and neuroscience. Because as we can all probably assume, you can't really measure a dream. You can't see someone else's dream. And even when you ask someone to recount a dream, they can often be unreliable. Yeah. And unreliable in the sense that the now waking dreamer can't fully remember, comprehend, or explain the complexities or nonsensicalness of the dream. And I think like that's the thing that, that sticks out to me the most because I will bless my partner, bless, I will wake up from a crazy dream and turn to him and be like, so it was a dead president and then we were on the ceiling and I'm like just rattling it off. And then the moment a sentence comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh girl, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. It's, it's the whole like we were in my house, but it wasn't my house. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm like, you were there, but you were like a fence post, but we all knew it was you. Okay. Yes. And yes. like, yeah. The, yeah, the nonsensicalness of dreams, but there's so much understanding, but mm-hmm. so little sense. Sense. 
It's got the, <laughs> I'm doing the meatballs with my hands yeah. and I just yeah. can't explain it. That's why it's, I try to write mine down. And even yeah. if I go to write them down, they say you're supposed to get into the practice of it and it helps you remember them better. I'll like sit up and go to write something. And I was like, I was in a school cafeteria and the soup. I'm like, that's all I, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. There's period. <laughs> well, the thing is Chelsea. It's estimated that we forget 95% of our dreams, especially within the first 10 minutes of having them. And you on average only dream for about two hours in the night. Which is insane because I will have full epic dreams that yeah. feel like they last hours. Movies. Straight up Martin Scorsese, three hours, sit your butt down with a large popcorn, piss your pants style. Beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. I, if this were the 90s, it would be a double VHSer. Yeah. Yep. And the VHS would start to get hot and you would have to be like, wait, can we pause it for a second, you guys? It It would take 35 minutes to rewind manually by turning the dial back on your VCR. Exactly. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. So anyway, dreams are a natural and universal phenomenon experienced during sleep, obviously. Characterized by a series of thoughts, images, emotions, and sensations that occur involuntarily in the mind. They can be vivid, abstract, or even bizarre, most of the time I feel. And they often feel as real as waking life when you're experiencing them. And this is what fucks me up. The exact purpose and meaning of dreams is still not fully understood. But there are various theories to explain them. Yeah, because like animals dream too. Like there's a mm-hmm. theory that dogs dream of their owners, which is precious and adorable. But I I think Apollo dreams of war because he like <laughs> kicks and runs and screams. And I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I think he was like reincarnated a Vietnam vet or something. I try to like influence what bear and puffin ingest is young, formidable dogs. And I like to put on just YouTube videos of ducks swimming. Because I, th- I want them to dream of that. Yeah. But who knows? I think Puffin dreams of slitting my throat. Yeah, probably. He sure looks like it. So <laughs> um, one of the first dream studies, in a sense, came about in 1952 from the University of Chicago. They monitored the brain activity in a sleep study and found a unique type of electrical activity that occurred during a certain stage of sleep. When participants were awoken during these activity boosts, they reported that they had been dreaming. They could, the other occurrence of note was that during these brain activity boosts in sleep, the participants' eyes were rapidly darting all over the place under the closed eyelids. This phase of sleep was then coined as REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep, which I'm assuming you've heard of. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is the state where dreams occur. Most dreams occur, I should say, during REM sleep, and specifically the most vivid dreams. And during REM sleep, the brain's activity resembles that of being fully awake. The only difference researchers found was in a chemical component. Um, Norepinephrine, which is adrenaline, aka the fight or flight hormone, serotonin, the happy hormone, and histamine, the hormone that controls immune response, were all blocked during REM sleep. And this is what causes the muscles to stop moving and why you can dream about flying, but your body doesn't move. And that's why people who have sleep disorders where they can't reach REM sleep, move around a lot during sleep or act out their dreams or sleepwalk. 
Hmm. Have you ever yeah. sleptwalk? Sleepwalk? Um, I think that I did once slept waked. Mm -hmm. I think I did once as a kid because I remember waking up in, and I was still living in New York. I remember waking up in that kitchen, which was fully windows, almost in the entirety in complete darkness, sitting on the countertop with a can of breadcrumbs (laughs) and my hand deep inside of it you woke up just screaming (laughs) and remnants around my mouth i had clearly been in my sleep putting my little tiny child hand in the thing of breadcrumbs licking it off and putting it back which clearly was an amazing dream and an incredible experience but being a child waking up in the dead of night in complete pitch black only seeing the outside shining in through all the glass was terrifying did you scream did you freak out did you go wake your mom up yeah absolutely i screamed loud enough they came running down what about you you're just covered in breadcrumbs (laughs) uh yeah i uh would sleepwalk a lot i would get night terrors a little bit but i would sleepwalk and like start doing like some of my ocd stuff like start moving through like the patterns and my mom would Mm -hmm. be like go back to bed and i would be pissed because you can't interrupt me during that stuff. I once peed in the sink. Um, (laughs) I think I just like really needed to go and I go in the bathroom and my mom was peeing. So I was like still in sleep mode. Like this is where I go then. And she just watched me like, what are you (laughs) doing? And then I pee and I get up and I turn around and wash my hands and went back to bed. And then another one I really remember is I dreamt a bunch of logs were falling on my head. Mm -hmm. And then I snapped out of that one. I was sitting at the kitchen table staring at my dad. And he was like, had a cigarette and he was in whitey tighties. And it was like three in the morning. And he was just watching YouTube. And he's just looking at me and I'm looking at him. And then I threw up. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) That took a turn I didn't expect. Yeah. I just Um, didn't feel, I did not, I, yeah, the, I was getting like a migraine and when I woke up and the Mm -hmm. light hit me and then the cigarette smoke, I was like, that is one of the craziest experiences of dreaming is when real life things are influencing the dream. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, it happens to me so much. Like I used to have alarms coming in. Yeah. Alarms. And it turns into like a fucking song that you're dancing to in the dream, but it's your alarm going off for 20 (laughs) minutes. like. I had this um, canopy above my bed that housed all of my stuffed animals and plushies Mm -hmm. as a child and probably a teen. And one of them fell off and hit my head while I was sleeping. And in the dream, I remember this like it was yesterday, bitch. In the dream, I was swinging on the swing, just vibing. Uh And then a fucking Doberman comes out and bites me. (laughs) And it was the exact moment that the fucking blushing (laughs) fell on my head. It's so wild because like you, there has to be like some response delay, but no, your brain is on it. Like I Mm -hmm. can't, sometimes I can't compute what's going on, but like Chelsea in sleep mode is yeah. on her game. And well, I bet there's like a bit of a instantaneous. There's a bit of a delay, but it feels instantaneous yeah. because it's the same phenomenon of like in the dream I'm running but I'm not. It's that yeah. same fucking shit happening. Yeah. So, I actually feel like a lot of people sleepwalk or at least I've met a lot of people recently that sleepwalk. Even um Ty sleepwalk for a while even into like adulthood, I think. And I was like that is so fucking creepy, but also it makes sense because <laughs> he notoriously will sleep talk to me and Mm -hmm. 
he sleep talks to me like the movie talked to me. It's fucking creepy. He'll just be like, there's someone in the corner of the room. And then he <laughs> like, like goes he, just, like, what? he opens his mouth and it's like 300 children giggling like, <laughs> fucking just layered oh my god that's so creepy he straight up bro he fucking sits up like the goddamn undertaker <laughs> with fully sleep talking i would consider that borderline sleepwalking because he's like acting yeah. out the dream which is a part of this and he i'm not even fucking kidding you this is real he goes there's someone in the room with us and then goes right back to sleep. And I go, huh? <laughs> what? And then he does it again. He wakes up again. And this time he points over to the corner. He goes, can't you see him? They're right over there. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You creepy little bitch. I know you're not supposed to wake someone up, but like you are getting electrocuted. I am putting your a fork in your hand and we are shoving it in the outlet together because that's not <laughs> happening. That well, is so creepy. And we were in a hotel in Vegas when no. he did it. And I was fucked up. I was just sitting <laughs> dead. I was, I was doing that thing where you try to convince yourself you're not scared, but you're fucking petrified. You know what I mean? It's like when yeah. you're home alone, but you hear something <laughs> and you go, that was nothing. <laughs> that was me. It was me sitting up just fully bracing the fucking bed, but too scared to like get my phone and like shine a light over there because he was saying it so confidently in his sleep. I was convinced that it would something was there. I was like, I was oh, at a sleepover and I was sleeping on my friend's floor. And at one point, like the lucid dreaming, I had woken up, but in my dream, I knew she had gotten up, but then I hadn't like computed it. So I like come out and I turn and she's standing in front of her mirror, but she's looking at me because in my sleep, I like had my eyes open and I was like, like I was silently screaming. So she comes back from the bathroom, fucking freezes, looks at me, but I'm like, <sighs> yeah, you're mid looking at her and we are just sit there for minutes. And she's like, Chelsea. And like the tension, it still gives me like goosebumps though, because I remember thinking that she was in the mirror, like not standing in front of it, oh, but like all I saw was her outline, yeah. but the mirror was like reflecting the rest, but she was like right in front of the mirror. So I didn't see two of her. So it looked like she was in the fucking mirror. And just when they open the door to the ring and that girl's all dead on the floor and her head falls and it's the first yeah. jump scare, that was me just like... <laughs> like silently screaming at her scared the shit out of us both but i was like god dude you know there's there's something creepier than a creepy adult and that's a creepy child girl yeah creepy <laughs> yeah creepy junior up. high people just like <laughs> no yeah why well, used to have sleepovers and this little girl named elena would come sleep over and like we would go to bed but then she would scuttle up the stairs and sit under the dining no. room table and nope. just stare at my mom and my mom would be <laughs> like kiddo can you not sleep do you want to call your mom and she would just fuck that dude and my, i wasn't to allowed to invite her over anymore after yeah. like the third time my mom's no like that fucking little, shit dude that little girl creep me out <laughs> yeah get the fucking demon out of here dude i yeah. your mom's so fucking real for that yeah she and she's actually that just goes to show how much of a saint she is because first time first time mid the little <laughs> demon child scuttling down to the table i would be on the phone with her mom you got to come pick yeah, up your come fucking get her. possessed come ass get her. kid yeah. you gotta come and and i'm not even religious and i would be calling the priest needs to come over tomorrow there was yeah. some fucking demon like shit going scuttling on. all fours like reverse no. reagan crab walking up the <laughs> stairs like <laughs> i hate to say it i would have hit that child girl I would have hit that child, at least with a book or something. I would have thrown yeah. at it. And been like, yes. 
I don't know what happened. She just stopped coming to school one day. Like, I don't yeah, know. I bet so she maybe, murdered her whole she fucking got family. Exor- she got an exorcism. <laughs> and they sent her to Spain or Rome or something. Yeah, she's gone. Oh, I bet she murdered her whole fucking family because that's yeah. what happened there. Um, but anyway, so... You know, that's why that would scare the shit out of me. Dude, I was terrified. He wouldn't stop. He I'm not joking. He did it like six times. It was fucked up. So anyway, um, and that's not even the first or last time he's creeped me out while he sleeps. So (laughs) this disorder of not getting REM sleep is called REM atopia, which sounds like Zootopia. And this disorder, (laughs) it does. No, well, that's a very astute. (laughs) Very stew observation. Everyone should know. And uh, this disorder can also cause you to be in a state of remotopia, be fully awake, but unable to move your body, as Chelsea knows from her creepy childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. This is lucid dreaming. And that's lucid dreaming? I should say the reverse is lucid dreaming. I thought dreaming. you were gonna say that's, fucking sleep paralysis. No, that's sleep paralysis. And then the reverse of being inside of a dream and knowing you're dreaming is lucid dreaming. That's mm, what I meant. Okay. So the remotopia can cause, I would say, creepy light, which is sleep talking, the sleep performing. I would say, like yeah. when your feet move, like when you fell in a dream and they like kick up. Yeah. Um, sleep talking, sleep walking. That's like light version. That's like diet um, remotopia. But then like remotopia on steroids is lucid dreaming or sleep paralysis okay or sleep paralysis is caused by astral projection and you can't get the fuck back in or that you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i prepared for this by watching insidious one (laughs) and two so you prepared for this by also watching inception <laughs> no i didn't i didn't want to go that far i'm on a patrick wilson kick right now but i don't want to a- watch him acting as ed warren Dude, so I all i got is fucking insidious mm-hmm. watchman and hard candy which is hard terrible is so good, though. it's a great it's, movie but he's not but he's great in it but it's also like if you're on a patrick wilson kick you're gonna not you're like, like him after icked that. out yeah, yeah i know but it's a great fucking movie everyone should watch it but anyway <laughs> any fucking way and as we know there are people who try to almost mass it master specifically lucid dreaming because being able to make conscious decisions in a dream is pretty fucking cool and there are like a bunch of youtube videos that go over tips to help you lucid dream. And it's kind of like a catch 22 because lucid dreaming is the lack of good, healthy sleep. It's the lack of complete REM, which is what we need to be functioning normal members of society. Mm -hmm. But if you do achieve lucid dreaming, you could do cool things like punch John Lennon in the face. Yeah. You can live a little man. We got to have something. We're already not sleeping. Well, might as well party with it. You know, that's the whole thing about it is like, I'm already not sleeping. Might as well, you know, drop kick the queen on her nuts or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, lucid dreaming. The REM sleep studies that were there, I should say, there were REM sleep studies that were basically water torture to mice. And this is how we know not getting REM sleep makes you irritable harder to retain or learn info and perform basic tasks. So if you want to know a little bit more about the um, animal abuse, they had 
I don't want to know, but I feel like well, you're going to tell you. Okay. So in basically bowls of water, they had little, uh, not ceramic, but um, clay miniature pots, like for plants. Mm-hmm. And they filled the container that they set that in as high as it would go, only leaving like maybe an inch, maybe less, maybe a centimeter, probably more like a centimeter. And then the mouse was put on top of that. And so the mouse would eventually go to sleep due to exhaustion. But the moment they hit REM sleep, they would fall off into the water. So they like never were actually able to achieve REM sleep. And then after they did this enough times, they would then put them in a puzzle or maze that they used to be able to um, accomplish very easily. And they were unable to perform the task, like get confused and dizzy and fall over and stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like you have to torture animals to figure that out. Yeah. I don't think you have to torture animals to figure out that not getting enough sleep makes you wonky. It's like one of those things where like, I'll let an infant child doctor take out my tonsils for free if I don't have to pay for it. Like, give me $500 in college and I would have let you torture me all semester. Yeah. I mean, some would say that we were paying to have that happen anyway by going to college in the first place. You're not wrong. So, you know, what's so right for that? And. In less animal abuse news, researchers also conducted brainwave studies that proved during REM sleep, your body is replaying all the things you learned or observed or witnessed that day subconscious to you. So participants would learn a new puzzle that day. While learning it, they were monitored, like on the little brainwave thing. And in the process of learning this new puzzle, it created a very specific pattern of brain waves that was very unique to that exact moment of learning that specific puzzle for the first time. That's a when, trick when you're studying. If you study or like read something right before you pass out and go to bed, you're more likely to recall the information later. But yeah, I didn't know that was why. That was just yeah, a lifestyle is, I used to do. Yeah, it's completely accurate. Um Because then when participants went to bed during their REM sleep cycles, the same brainwave pattern was monitored. So that that same almost code, that brain code that is very unique and specific to that one situation of you learning um, was replaying in your subconscious mind. And that was observed through um, the like electromagnetic currents witnessed on the monitors. Does that make sense? Yes, like the pattern's the same. You might be mm-hmm. dreaming about running naked through Lagoon, but that happens to have the same frequency pattern as you studying for a test when you were fully awake. Yep. So, interesting. And this is where two more theories come up. So, the first one is activation synthesis theory. And this is the theory that dreams are the brain's way of making sense of random neural activity that occurs during sleep. So according to this theory, both the conscious and unconscious brain attempt to create a narrative or story from these random signals, which result in dreams. And this is why dreams are fantastical and bizarre, because they're not actual messages, more so just the brain trying to contextualize all the noise coming from the unconscious brain processing information. Hmm. And the next one from this is the processing emotions and memories. So this is, we're getting a little bit more granular with this one. And this is that some researchers believe that dreams play a role in processing emotion and consolidating memories. 
Dreams may help the brain sort through and make sense of the experiences and emotions from the day and dump the quote unquote junk that could clog the brain with unuseful info. Okay. And both theories would then categorize dreams as a phenomenon, which basically means they're not a purpose of function. They're an accidental result of a main functional process happening. So the brain, both subconscious and conscious, basically downloading, for lack of a better better term, like downloading the information of the day and processing it and categorizing it creates energy. And that energy is felt by your brain. And to just explain the like the the energy that can't go anywhere, it can't be expressed by running, talking, reading. Yeah. It goes in the protection of a dream. And it's not the function of a necessary process. It's the uh, result of the process happening. It's like the smoke from the fire. Exactly. Exactly. But besides you breathing into your microphone, there are are some researchers who don't believe that at fucking all. Some believe they're they're there with a purpose to do things like prepare us for threats. And this is kind of an evolutionary theory as well. Because a lot of participants in dream studies report the main feeling during a dream is negative. And like, I agree. Like, you can even be having like the coolest dream ever and you still get a sense of like anxiety and stress, Mm -hmm. right? Like that. And if you were to, as you, as someone who keeps a dream journal, if you were to summarize the overarching theme or feeling after each dream, it would technically be categorized as negative because you were feeling afraid, anxious, upset. I think Hurt. ominous is what I normally categorize them ominous as because you have to write sure. down one thing. Even when it's yeah. good, it's still voting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you would summarize that as technically negative experiences. And that's what they're saying is or could potentially be a factor of evolution, like dreams being a factor of evolution, because they simulate our anxieties and fears to prepare us for whatever dangers we face the next day. Okay. And um, so someone who believed in this like evolutionary theory of dreams would also say that people who always have nightmares or high anxiety dreams have strong survival genes. Maybe. I mean, that's what I've heard about OCD, that it's a survival gene that just has nowhere to go. Yeah, that has nowhere to express itself. Um, It's also good to note that sometimes nightmares are also caused by, like, stress in your daily life, trauma, and certain medications. It's not just evolutionary. Yeah, it's... There are a lot of things. These are all hitting on things that could be possible, but I'm not buying into one theory yet. Yeah, that's fair. And then there are other researchers, one you may know of named Sigmund Freud, who believed in psychoanalytic theories. Just penises in the dreams. (laughs) Exactly. Freud's psychoanalytic therapy centered around bringing repressed thoughts and feelings to the surface. So in relation to dreams, 
This theory proposed that dreams are a window into the unconscious mind. He believed that dreams are a way for people to express and fulfill unconscious desires and wishes, often in symbolic form. And this is where we actually get the entire um, dream theory and yeah. um, like symbolic dream interpretation from is technically from Freud psychoanalysis psychoanalyst of dreams yeah i think i do buy into the, a little bit more that it's a window into the unconscious mind whether it's like desires and wishes i'm not sure but i do believe that there is some symbolism in dreams or sometimes they're just nonsensical like many things can be true but well i mean i think that's that's the thing about it right because <laughs> people have had epiphanies in dreams and they allow for free flowing problem solving and creativity. Like some people have found inspiration or solutions to problems in their dreams. Artists, writers, writers, and scientists have often Dude, reported their creative ideas. Came our to number one dream. favorite fucking twilight came from a dream. Exactly girl. And kind of nine 11 and Minecraft romance, but like, that's a whole other mm -hmm. thing. Um, but there's a really famous example in the scientific community and it's with chemist August. You want to say that German? I don't fucking name? know. That's German? Yeah, it's German. I was thinking like Pacific Islander, like Kekule. That's what I thought as well, but it's German. And it was German? Oh, that, and man. And I didn't even think to put the spell. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say Keichel. That's probably right, actually. It's probably Keichel. August Keichel. Auguste. Um, Auguste. So him. <laughs> and he figured out the chemical structure of benzene in a dream. Because the dream was like, no one knew, like this chemical structure was the first of its kind to be a split even of um, atoms and molecules. Like it was six and six. And so the structure of how this molecule existed didn't make sense, uh -huh. right? Because it was even, it wasn't an odd to an even number. It was completely even on both sides and no one could understand how it existed. And he had a dream where the atoms and molecules of benzene were dancing around him. And then they turned into snakes and created the Ouroboros, which is the snake biting its own tail. Uh -huh. And that unlocked for him the chemical structure of benzene, because that's what it is. It's them evenly around each other. All right. Right. <laughs> So that's way less traumatizing than my dreams. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, same, but it's just like that could be interpreted as a, an exact example of what Freud was saying, like through symbolism, we have unlocked these subconscious wishes and desires, yeah, the, the actual connection of the brain interpreting what's going on with the right side, left side brain. I can see that exactly. for sure. Exactly. That like, dreaming because it taps into both the conscious and unconscious subconscious brain you aren't blocked by the daily rituals habits norms that would mm. cloud you from seeing something so technically potentially obvious right yeah. you aren't blinded by yourself in the form of a dream the only difference is that like your dream can't communicate to you like you communicate to other people so it communicates through symbolism gotcha that does make sense it's allowing yeah. you to see the forest through the trees exactly but out of all these theories as you've mentioned the only thing that they can all agree on 
is that we don't really know. Yeah. Like what dreams are, why we have them, what their purpose is, what they mean, if anything. That is the only thing we can agree on. The science of dreams can agree that we have them, but that's as far as it goes. We like know more fucking about- ocean, man. Exactly. Like literally, we know more about like a nebula in fucking space than we do about the dreams that we have every night. Dreams are the oceans of the body. Dreams are the oceans of the mind, girl. So. And just like us, they're real deep. Sometimes. Sometimes it's you choking on a hot dog. (laughs) True. Who knows? Jesus Christ, that nose clearing was Ah, don't say anything. I just, I don't, I'm trying so hard to not clear my throat and cough. I feel like I'm on just, mute every five yeah. seconds. I also, know, I yeah, think that was my chair. Crazy. No, girl, that was your fucking nose. Girl, you are smoking delusion in a crack pipe if oh, you want to say that that was your fucking chair. I would girl. say we'll fix it in post, but. No, leave it. They deserve to hear it. So anyway, out of all the things that we just went over, like we can kind of understand scientifically why people sleepwalk and sleep talk, but it hasn't explained everything like reoccurring dreams, for example. And the sleep foundation says experiencing reoccurring dreams may point at an underlying issue, regardless of the dreams content adults who experience frequent reoccurring dreams tend to have worse psychological health than those who do not. And many experts theorize that these dreams may be a way to work through unmet needs or process trauma. Okay. And I think this is interesting because I was a child who had reoccurring dreams and I had zero trauma and no bills in my life. So what the fuck was that about? I have reoccurring dreams and I'm like, nail on the head. Yeah, you, this, that makes fucking sense for you. I also had reoccurring dreams as a child and I also had epic dreams where I would pick up where I left off. And I also had a dreamy childhood where I was very hashtag blessed to have parents who loved each other and financially provided for us. Yeah. We were able to experience extracurricular activities. But Uh, you're also mentally ill and like have to count in a certain way or you think your family's going to blow up. Yeah, so, you know, big religious trauma as a child. <laughs> so, well, and I would say know, religious trauma. I was just afraid of the devil so that's, bad as a baby. So that's the tea of it, dude. Because like I sat here and I looked at this and I said, "This makes sense, right? This makes complete and perfect sense." Especially when I think about like people like you. But then I go, "Why was I a mere um, perfect child with zero problems having?" these horrific reoccurring dreams. And it was exactly that. I genuinely think at this point it was religious trauma because not like that, you know, something weird happened, but the fear of damnation and hellfire, because at its core, that's what my reoccurring dream was. It was being in the fucking pits of hell running from my interpretation of the devil at that time, which was just a person on fire. Dude, someone casually mentioned that the sun would burn out someday and i decided that was my problem mm-hmm. yeah you carried the weight of humanity any your fear shoulders. yeah the fact that i found out we lived on a fault line mm-hmm. fucked, fucked me yeah. up bad yeah. yeah but now as an adult you take comfort and solace and knowing that one day you'll just be snapped out of existence like thanos so i do actually but it i but also nice. the realization of statistics that statistically the sun will not burn out in my lifetime and statist- no, but they're 
there's a statistical chance that we will be fucking evaporated by the super volcano and that tucks me into bed and kisses my forehead every night. It's like a butterfly kiss. Did your mom ever give you butterfly kisses when you were little? Because yeah. like the just the theater of it was so fun. It's mm-hmm. like a butterfly kiss. To sleep. It is like a butterfly butterfly kiss. Um, I'm like I have a nightmare, and then I think about like being va- vaporized by the super volcano in Yellowstone, and I'm like, Ey. yeah, not to be too grim, but I think it would feel like my mom was hugging me one last time, and then yeah, I would be burned to death and obliterated. Yeah. That's how much I embrace the super volcano fucking yep. evaporating me. That's that is the tea, girl. I'm I'm out here like with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. You know what Same. I mean? <laughs> Some people that terrifies them. It is a sweet, nothing whispered into my ear with a gentle fucking kiss. You want to know it, it terrifies them because they have a savings account and I don't want people like that to live. I don't want them. to. That be is the girl. Yeah. They're not living paycheck to paycheck. So they don't even know what fear of yeah. death looks like. It's like, I have beef I do. with successful people who are younger than me. And I, I want them to them. fear the volcano. I want them to wake up every day with diarrhea from anxiety. And I never yeah. want them to know peace. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be such a generational impact where they say trauma can imprint in your DNA. I mm-hmm. want that. I want that for their kids. And I want mm-hmm. that for their kids' kids. Mm-hmm. How dare you procreate when you fucking fear as much as you do? You know? And that's what they'll write in history books. <laughs> At the very least, it exists here. It exists right now in this moment. <laughs> in this it's moment. real to me, damn it! <laughs> it's, a, it's real because it happened here, and it makes it so much more important. So anyway, <laughs> the dream researcher, Dyer I don't know what that is. Dear Drop. I have never seen that fucking name before in my <laughs> well, life. I think it's Gaelic. I, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> or like God, Gaelic. Ugh. I have never seen that fucking word in my life. My brain just malfunctioned. It was like, oh, fucking <laughs> Dear Day. <laughs> I want you to keep saying Dear Day, though. <laughs> I'm going to Dear Day. Um, <laughs> A lecturer of psychology in the Department of Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. Okay, flex, Deirdre, fucking bitch. <laughs> Man, we are only a quarter of the way done. Shut up, girl. So, reoccurring dreams are likelier to be about very profound life experiences or just very character logic issues that are kind of guaranteed to reoccur in waking life because they're part of you rather than a one-time event. Okay. So being scared of the devil is definitely part of the fabric of my existence. Exactly. So it's definitely that. Another dream event we don't really understand are shared dreams. Yeah. Finger guns in the air. Yep. I know this one. Dreams.co.uk says, quote, They're most common between people who are emotionally close, such as couples, siblings, parent, child, or best friends. It's also said that twins may especially be prone to shared dreams. If you and a friend share a dream, it's indicative of an emotional closeness. You two literally operate on the same wavelength and are essentially haunting one another's subconscious. You're connected through more than just shared experiences and similar coping mechanisms. Yeah. So something that Jessica and Becca would do, for those of you who don't know, my older sisters are twins. 
they would have dreams and they would respond to what was happening in their dreams, but outside of like in an actual, like, I don't know, there was audio stimulus that they would both be hearing. So like Becca would be woken up and be like, Jessica, shut up. And Jessica would be like, you shut up. You're the one chanting. Cause Becca would hear like chanting in her dream. And then Jessica mm-hmm. would respond. And that happened multiple times. Um, but yeah, they would they would also see the same things in their dreams, and then it would they would discuss it later, and the same thing would happen. And I remember it happening a lot when I was little too, where my sisters would come upstairs like upset, and it would wake me up, and they'd be like, "We dreamt this," and they would both be like talking, and it would be the same thing, like them trying to cope through their nightmares that they were sharing together. I mean, I'm not trying to be Joseph Mangala about it, but the study of twins is insane because I, I think, I think right? that like. It's super fascinating because even this says like that twins are, they are more likely and it's more common within them and more frequent to have shared dreams. And it also kind of like explains that twin language that babies like twin babies who haven't even developed forms of language communicate to each other seemingly without um, any sort of physical or verbal language. And so there's like something to be said about like this deeper subconscious, almost radio frequency connection. I wonder too, how that changes. And I don't want to be like insensitive with Becca because there's a sacredness that comes to twin, twin things or the twin Mm -hmm. experience. But I wonder if there's any subconscious dreaming level now that it's like only half there because Jessica's Mm -hmm. gone now. So I wonder like, what part of her subconscious is maybe changed by not having that other person there to fill the void. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, if it does almost have something to do with like the radio frequency type of like that type of vibrational level. And it's almost like sending a signal out on a, on a walkie talkie and not hearing anything but static back. It's like hearing an echo, but you didn't fucking cause it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You're like, yeah, half of the equation is missing here. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be probably creepy and scary to know. So, well, let's she listens back. to the episode. So, Becca, I know. hit me well, up. No, but well, don't so, if it's too sad to talk about. Yeah, don't re-traumatize yourself. Yeah. But maybe tell us if it doesn't bother you. So, let's touch back to lucid dreaming because science has said it's an issue with achieving REM sleep, right? Which makes sense. But science has also had some new discoveries as well. There is an NPR article and podcast that goes over it. And that's where I'm going to be pulling this information from and quoting directly. Scientists talk to people in their dreams and they answered is the crux of the conversation. In separate experiments, scientists in the United States, France, Germany, and the Netherlands asked people simple questions while they slept. Sleepers would respond by moving their eyes or twitching their faces in certain ways to indicate their answers. And Chelsea, if you want to read this exact quote from NPR, as I go get my DoorDash. (laughs) So lucid dreaming is not common. So to study it, researchers recruited people who had experience with it and also trained people to try to make lucid dreaming more likely. Before the participants went to sleep, they were also trained on how to communicate their answers. Special sensors measured people's eye movements, and then experts would judge their facial movements. 
For example, a typical question would be to ask, like, what is 8 minus 6? A 19-year-old American man was able to respond by moving his eyes left, right, left, right, two times to signal 2. Researchers asked the question again, and he moved his eyes the same way two times again. Out of the 158 trials among 36 participants, about 18% of the time they were able to give correct answers. In another 18%, it wasn't necessarily clear whether participants were responding or not, and they were wrong 3% of the time. Most often, 61% of the participants didn't respond at all. For the people dreaming, they didn't always interpret the questions they were hearing as simple questions from researchers. Sometimes stimuli were perceived as coming from the outside of the dream, but in other times, the stimuli emanated from elements of the dream, contextualized in a way that made sense in relation to ongoing dream content. One participant said that they heard the questions transposed over their dream as though it were God talking to them. Which is, I think, like the same vein where you have real life experiences incorporating into your dream. Whereas yeah. like you hear the alarm going off on your phone in real life and in your dream, you're at a rave. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try this on Oliver and do some godlike suggestions on like, buy me that pink bus I want. <laughs> exactly. Let's all try it. To If you sleep next to another human, wait, set a vibrational alarm so the sound doesn't go off for, mm, mm, if you go to bed at, 11 i would set it for around 3 a.m and then just silently whisper your wishes and wants yeah. into their it's, ears it's easy for me because oliver goes to bed at like oh 7 p.m so i can just mm -hmm. be still actively awake i don't even have to set an alarm i just have to watch the clock casually and that's only to say if like your partner doesn't have uh, sleep disorders where they never actually hit REM sleep so they're not actually dreaming and they can very clearly hear you being a weirdo you know, my really mean grandma said she's never dreamt. Maybe that's because she's mean. I think it so is. So she doesn't deserve it. That's probably what it is. Um, people who lose a dream have also reported odd circumstances or situations happening when they actively and consciously, as Chelsea breathes in the microphone again. Fuck, dude. Um, I don't know what to do. I you need literally to inhale, I exhale. I can't wait for you to hear this back because you sounded like a fucking elephant blowing water out of its trunk. That's how you sound like. I believe so, you. I Here's you know. the thing, Noelle. I believe you and I don't know how to fucking stop. This is my waking nightmare. Yeah, this is I my waking nightmare and my sleepy time nightmare. <laughs> I am lucid dreaming all the time. Yeah. But it's just consistently being a fucking exhaust with no muffler. I am loud yeah. and I don't know how to not exhale gas without making it a neighborhood problem. <laughs> You're just such a mouth breather. It's a part of your DNA and that just is what it is. Jeez. You know. <laughs> I tell you I got heckled when I went and Love played. It. I went and did a roller derby bout up in Treasure Valley and mm -hmm. the crowd turned rancid and they were making fun of everyone, but they were making fun of everyone in a generalized way until one person from the crowd screamed down at me, that girl never closes her mouth. And I was like, I have asthma. I was so and bothered by it. The and reason why you were so it. bothered by it and it still bothers you is because like all great insults, it's the truth. You're absolutely so. right. You know, and that's when they haunt you. It was true. So, you know. 
anyway. And then the real nightmare <laughs> is the lack of medical care because if you yeah. got some, maybe you wouldn't fucking breathe like that. But you know, I pay like two hundred dollars a month for an inhaler. I don't know what else I can do at this point. It just makes the breathing louder. Mm-hmm. Maybe it I just won't makes it so you it. don't asphyxiate in your sleep, but but it's still a problem. Um, anyway. So- <laughs> Lucid dreaming. There are some rules if you want to do it. Um, basically, you just give it the old college try. See if you can fly. Um, there's a couple of ways to know if you're in a lucid dream or not. It's like try to read something. If the letters don't make sense, that's usually how you know. That's like a good check for it. Um, but there's a few things that you want to avoid doing because they have consequences. Now, those consequences could be supernatural. I really like to buy in that into that just for the love of the game or the consequences could be psychological. Both Mm -hmm. can be true. So one is don't try to wake up because trying to escape or wake up causes panic. It elicits a panic response, which could lead to you being trapped in some aspect within the nightmare. If you find yourself inside a nightmare, it's likely because you were pulled from a lucid state into the nightmare state. And then on a subconscious level, you realized what was happening and then that makes the nightmare dangerous. So that's, again, if don't try to wake up. Instead, try to read something. Try to get back into the state where you're in control because the nightmare is out of control. Nightmares are mm-hmm. different than a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look in mirrors because if you encounter a mirror in a dream, you should not look at it because they have different rules. This is a little bit more of this kind of um, horror aspect of lucid dreaming that people can't quite put their finger on but mirrors oftentimes serve as like a gateway so when you think about mirrors in a lucid dream it's kind of like in legend where the devil walks through the mirror it's essentially Mm -hmm. a way it's a doorway to invite things in and you can invite things in by looking at them it's a very victorian type thing but just don't Mm -hmm. look at mirrors don't try to look at your reflection um Don't do nothing because you'll get got. That's essentially like you always need to have actions happening in a dream. And that action can just be like stirring your coffee. Um, But the one that really scared me the most that I didn't write down is don't acknowledge the dream to others in your dream or don't ask what's going on. Um, And that's because they are serving a very distinct purpose and you can't alert them to the fact that you are now aware of them and what's going on. And I suggest everyone go and look at like the lucid dreaming on TikTok because there are people who have actively notified others of what's happening in their dreams and it switches directly it pulls you from the lucid state into a nightmare state and one girl it's actually caused like ongoing repercussions with her where now she's like afraid of the dark she can't she's not functioning properly in her daily life because she was running with somebody in a school. She was like in a nightmare scenario kind of in the, and she realized it was a dream. She looked at the person and said, we don't have to worry. We're in a dream. And the way that she said that that person's face like changed, it was almost like she was seeing like the real aspect, like their true selves. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't human. It was more of a demonic aspect. And then it switched to a, she knows getter. Um, Mm. And that's like kind of a universal constant. So don't interact with the people in your dreams by notifying they're in a dream state because it's almost like you're queuing in on the man watching you and you're putting yourself on the radar to shit we don't understand. Yeah. And what's also interesting about the rules of lucid dreaming is that they're also kind of like the rules of taking acid. If if I obviously have never done that, but if someone maybe did, because you don't want to look in mirrors 
because you'll freak yourself the fuck out. Honestly, don't even look at your hands because it gets fucking scary. And if you do nothing, you'll panic. And if you try to not be high, which I would consider like try to wake up, you'll just freak the fuck out and go down like a deep, dark, scary hole. It's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that there was that connection. I too have never done acid, but I've read about it on a Reddit Mm -hmm. thread. Yeah. Um, It's, it's always the idea that actions will have consequences no matter how small and you can't just do nothing because Mm -hmm. I think um, in the sense of like any psychedelic drugs is it taps into something that our lizard brains are aware of, call it magic, call it ghosts, call it supernatural, call it religion, but there's shit that you can't fuck with. And I think on an inherent level, you can understand it on acid because it mimics the dreams the most. Mm-hmm. And it's like uncanny valley stuff, right? Or it like, like puts you in that same state. Yeah. Or like this this almost uh, other vibrational level or alternative dimension or timeline jump you're experiencing in, in blips yeah. and moments. Well, and it's like the thing that freaks me out with the uncanny valley is the saying of like, don't be afraid of things that look like humans be afraid of what evolutional trait made that important for your survival. And it's like, fuck dude. And it's the same thing with like this stuff in dreams. There's a reason for it. And so, and there's people smarter than me out there figuring it out or people who are more into the metaphysical or people who are more religious than me, uh, know what not to do. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it can open up a doorway, be it psychological trauma or like real world, like, demonic possession is also a way I've heard of it being talked about, but it can be dangerous to you, to your like psychological health. Yeah. There's, I've definitely heard the, like, don't acknowledge that you're in a dream thing. So, and speaking of your dreams, we're going to be talking about your dreams as in you, the people listening right now. So the first one, so many submissions, first of all. So I just want to say thank you so much. I hope we didn't miss anybody. Um, but if, if we, we did message us, yeah, we'll put um, it, we'll put I it think out, I so. had one that I added. Let me make sure it's in there, but go ahead. Um, I'll let you start. Cool. So this first one is submitted anonymously. I have variations on two reoccurring dreams that are pretty unsettling. The first one, one or more teeth either fall out, break or shift around loose in my mouth. A common interpretation is control issues, but pretty sure I was just traumatized by bad experiences with an orthodontist, which is like very fair and real. I also have experienced the teeth loose or falling out. I've had very vivid dreams where I'm sitting over like my childhood sink, looking in the mirror and my teeth are falling out into the sink. Uh, I have fallout teeth dreams a lot. And I, I genuinely think just like this person, it comes from like a fear of the dentist and also yeah. a fear of losing teeth because it's like just something you can't really fix yeah. that easy. Yeah. So also sorry if it gets loud, the goblin walked in the room. Oh, um, the goblins this- are allowed to walk around, but I can't fucking breathe. Oh my God. She went back away because she heard you talking your shit. <laughs> Aw, Cora, I'm sorry. Don't even mention her. She'll come back. So she senses it. She's like the Babadook. One. She's like Voldemort. She- she is a Babadook. She comes out of the fucking darkness. So their second dream, less spooky. I'm in a car that's moving, not very fast, just in an idle speed. And I press the brake pedal, but it doesn't respond. It just keeps rolling. 
maybe me craving control again in a more general sense, but the motion could also be time. It had something to do with death and mortality. So this person did try to do their own dream interpretation. And yes, to all of the things you said. And the funny thing is that, like you mentioned, this dream breakdown of the teeth falling out and the car not responding to brakes and going out of control have similar themes. So the main one being anxiety and stress. Teeth falling out in dreams are often linked to feelings of anxiety and stress. These dreams can occur during times of transition, change, or when a person is feeling overwhelmed by life events. Teeth are associated with attractiveness and confidence. Losing teeth in a dream might symbolize feelings of insecurity about your appearance or social standing. It could also reflect concerns about how others perceive you. Teeth falling out of dreams may symbolize a feeling of loss, a loss of control, pardon, in a particular situation, which this uh, person mentioned. The sensation of teeth falling out can be unsettling, mirroring the sense of losing control in waking life. Losing teeth is also associated with aging. And for some individuals, these dreams might reflect the fear of getting older and losing their useful attributes. Teeth are essential for communication. Dreams about losing teeth might indicate fear or concerns about not being able to express oneself efficiently. This could be related to problems with speaking, expressing opinions, or fear of being misunderstood. In some cultures, losing teeth in a dream is considered an omen, sometimes interpreted as a sign of impending death or other significant life changes. Interpretations can vary widely based on cultural beliefs and superstitions. And sometimes dreams about losing teeth could be triggered by physical discomfort. For example, if someone grinds their teeth at night or experiences dental pain, it might manifest in their dreams, which like we've talked about yep. before happens like you with the head getting hit with logs, but you were actually just getting a migraine. And in psychological terms, dreams are often seen as a way for the subconscious mind to process unresolved issues or emotions. So losing teeth could be a symbolic representation of an unsolved problem or fear. The big difference between the car dream and the teeth dream, because pretty much they have the same themes, is that in the car dream, there is a fear of consequences because in this scenario, the dream might represent a fear of not being able to control a situation. There might be something in your life that you fear that you lack control of that could lead to these negative outcomes. And then decision-making anxiety, the brakes in the car symbolizing control and direction. If the brakes don't work, it might indicate uncertainty about the direction you're taking in life or anxiety about making a wrong decision. And then uh, a similar conflict and unresolved issues theme. So the inability to stop the car could represent a situation you want to halt or a problem you want to solve, but feel incapable of doing so. Interesting. Overall, Amazing. negative dream. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, do you want to get this next one? Yeah. So uh, Heather submitted this to us, uh, was okay with us saying uh, her name on here. So in her dream, she says, I'm driving in a car and the road is normal until I have to take a quick turn. Then the road pretty much turns into a Hot Wheels ramp with no edges. The road takes me higher and higher as the track gets narrower and narrower. Eventually, because for some reason I can't slow down or stop, I fly off the track into water. The impact of the water wakes me up, but the worst nightmares are when I get sick for a bit, first praying it's a dream. So let's analyze this. Also, I think she means 
stuck for a bit. Stuck for a bit. Got but it. Same difference. So driving a car in a dream often represents the direction you're taking in life. It signifies your control and responsibility for the path you are on. The sudden transformation of the road into a challenging structure like a Hot Wheels ramp suggests unexpected changes or challenges in your life. It could symbolize a situation that started off manageable but has become increasingly difficult and precarious. The track going higher and higher on a narrower track indicates an escalating sense of pressure, difficulty, or feeling boxed in. You might be feeling overwhelmed by the demands and challenges in your waking life. And the narrowing track could represent a feeling of limited options or resources. Being unable to control the speed of the car suggests a lack of control over the pace of events in your life. You might be feeling rushed or pressured in some aspect of your waking life, and this lack of control can be causing anxiety. And water in dreams often represents emotions and the subconscious mind. So flying off the track and landing in water could symbolize an emotional or subconscious plunge due to a situation that has gone out of control. The impact of the water waking you up suggests a jarring emotional or psychological experience that has affected you deeply. And the feeling of sickness upon waking or praying it's a dream indicates the intensity of your emotional response to the dream itself. Praying it's a dream reflects a deep desire to escape or avoid a challenging situation in your waking life. So in summary, this dream appears to reflect feelings of being overwhelmed by unexpected challenges and a lack of control in your life. It might be helpful to reflect on your current circumstances and identify areas where you feel pressured or out of control. Addressing these feelings subconsciously, perhaps through seeking support or making changes where possible, could help alleviate the anxiety and stress that your subconscious mind is kind of trying to process through this dream. Um, pretty much, I want to say everyone's dream analysis ends with seek help, whether that is writing the dreams out, speaking to them uh, with like a friend, going to um, therapy to talk about what's making you anxious, all that stuff. And as Chelsea's big, thick dream journal notes. I'm going to post this in the show notes because it makes it really easy to write down your dreams. It will literally ask you the dream title, characters, locations, sensations, dream events, emotions experienced. You can do a quick sketch of stuff that you saw in the dream. You can interpret the dream symbolism. You could give it a star rating on how important you think it was. And then we'll ask things like, where did you go to sleep? What was your mood before you went to bed? And then what was the primary theme of the dream? It makes it super easy. It's all laid out. You essentially just fill in the blanks. So I'll link it in the show notes because it's just fascinating. Like if that's the help that you get, this is the help I choose to get because I don't go to therapy anymore when I probably should. Yeah, but probably for, should. Um, for anyone else, I will yeah post it in the show notes. Yeah, I think everyone should keep a dream journal. I think it's really cool. It's and fun. I think like the common thing is noticing and recognizing patterns. I, I think like that will be super important to like figuring out if your dreams are trying to tell you something subconsciously or if you're just you know you had too much cheese and chocolate before bed and you're yeah. you know having dreams about your dog talking to you so next one noah eli my scariest dream ever when i was a kid i used to have this freaky reoccurring dream that would totally freak me out it was like pennywise the clown from it was just running alongside I was riding shotgun in my sister's car. We'd pull into our neighborhood and the garage door would be wide open. And there he'd be standing all creepy. Like my sister finally noticed my panic and hit the gas, ramming him into the garage wall. Also, 
cool because when does that ever happen in church? Yeah. Right. We went inside, acted like everything was normal, and sat down for dinner with the family, but I couldn't shake it off. I had to check if he was still out there, and he was gone. Then, out of nowhere, I felt a hand clamp over my mouth, and he started dragging me down to the basement. I tried to scream for my dad to get his gun, but no sound came out. Typical dream, typical no, screaming. It's like when no you try to punch, me. and you're like punching in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. It was like slow motion. No, I didn't even read ahead. As he pulled me down the stairs, right into my little play area under the stairs. Just as he was about to take a bite out of me, poof, the dream was over. Now, here's the creepy part. Once I hit 20, I kept seeing the number 27 all over the place. And guess what? Pennywise comes back every 27 years. So I've still got four years of peace, but who's counting, right? <laughs> Uh, I'm counting for you, actually, because I'm terrifying. Ooh, I looked up what does 27 mean in numerology, which, why not? 27 is considered a powerful number that represents spirituality, intuition, and inner wisdom. It is a combination of the energies of the number 2 and 7, and it is believed to possess the characteristics of both. So, trust your intuition. Maybe look into spirituality, whatever that means for you. Inner wisdom. Inner wisdom, my guy. So... Pennywise from it, menacing clown, representing fear and terror. In your dream, he could symbolize a fear or threat in your waking life, something that terrifies you and seems to lurk in the background. The presence of your sister in the family setting might indicate a sense of security and familiarity. However, even in the safety of your family, the fear represented by Pennywise seems to persist suggesting that this fear might be deeply ingrained and not easily shaken off. The locations of like the garage and basement often symbolize hidden or repressed aspects of the self. The fact that Pennywise appears both in the garage and drags you to the basement could suggest that this fear is rooted in something from your past or subconscious mind. It might be an unresolved issue or traumatic experience that still haunts you. Your inability to scream for help could indicate a feeling of powerlessness or a fear of not being able to communicate your fears efficiently. It might reflect a real-life situation where you feel voiceless or unheard. And the reoccurrence of the number 27 in your waking life could be a manifestation of your subconscious mind connecting the dream to the concept of Pennywise returning every 27 years. So this is more of like, you probably heard it once when you were little watching the movie and it stuck with you. This could create a sense of anticipation or even anxiety as if you're counting down the future encounter with your fear. So, crazy. Do you want to do this next one? Yeah. I was looking up what 27's angel number meant. Great. You're triggering the OCD right now, Eli. Noah, Eli. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean bit. to call you by bit. your military <laughs> name. <laughs> um, all right. This next one is from Alex Ward who is a friend of mine, a big fan. So I have a few recurring dreams from my childhood, but I got to tell you about one creepy and confusing recurring dream of a demon Rumpelstiltskin. I don't know if Rumpelstiltskin to be a demon. I thought he was a little guy. He's just a little guy. I thought he was just a little guy. with like Yeah, but the demon in her dream was represented as Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, that's T. Okay, go on. I had it frequently when I was a little kid. And as I got older, I would have it a couple of times a year. Now it happens about once every year or so. So weird. He chases me around my house trying to tag me with one of those neck contraptions from the Wild Wild West movie. He doesn't give up. 
That's scary. A big metal collar that just slices you in half. Yeah. He doesn't give up and no one in my family will help me. My mom just lays there sleeping, refusing to get up. My brother won't get off the computer. When he catches up to me, I grab a baseball bat and beat the shit out of him with it. Last night, I had a dream that Julia Roberts was trapped in a big room in her house with a bear. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that we were doing the same dream. I think this is a different dream. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking got me. So we said, no one would let her out. Fucking Julia Roberts. <laughs> Then I remember it, that the news broke in great detail that the bear tore her up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, I had another recurring uh, dream throughout my life about demon Cupid babies chasing me around and stabbing me in the back. But yeah. Rumpelstiltskin demon is the main one. Yeah. Um, okay. So we <laughs> okay. kind of have like three dreams here. Yeah. Let me okay. give you spaces so you understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, um, okay, so let's interpret this for you. So being chased in a dream can indicate avoidance of an issue in your waking life. Rumpelstiltskin chasing you might symbolize a fear problem you've been trying to escape from, possibly from childhood. Your family's indifference in the dream could represent a feeling of isolation or lack of support in a real-life situation. It might signify a fear of not being understood or helped when you need it the most. But in your dream, you defend yourself with a baseball bat, taking control and indicating a desire for control and empowerment. This could suggest a subconscious urge to confront your fears or challenges head-on. Um, and knowing uh, Rolly in my personal life, just knowing, like, shit that she's been through i can definitely see avoidance lack or like family indifference and then her finally taking control so good for you bitch um so the dream about julia roberts my personal favorite yeah a favorite of mine as well (laughs) julia roberts being trapped and attacked by a bear in your dream might symbolize feelings of powerlessness or vulnerability either related to yourself or someone you admire it could also represent concerns about the safety and well-being of others Let's figure out really quickly by tapping into our subconscious what Julia Roberts means, okay? We're going to do some word association. Chelsea, I'm going to need you to answer as quickly as possible. First thing that comes to your mind when I say these things. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Drink. Drink? You're taking too long. Girl, drink? Drink. Oh, that's okay. All right, start over, start over, start over. Okay, Okay, ready? Ready? Yeah. Cigarette. Smoke. House. Ball. Yeah, I have to keep going. Sorry. Movie? Theater. Julie Roberts. Pretty woman. There you go. So that's what that means. Pretty woman. Yeah. Oh, I admire, <laughs> I admire yeah. a woman. Yeah. She is the personification of fancy, which is my favorite Reaper McIntyre song. Mm-hmm. Someone to admire. Love it. Yeah. So. Um, the demon Cupid babies chasing you and stabbing you in the back could indicate feelings of betrayal or hurt in your waking life. Babies are often associated with innocence. So this imagery might suggest betrayal coming from unexpected or seemingly harmless sources. You and I are on the same page about vampire babies. You got to just kick the shit out of them. So I would say the same goes for demon Cupid babies. Yeah. Drop kick those fuckers. So. So the next one is Savannah, not a specific dream. But when I started my ADHD meds, it gave me severe and gory nightmares. My doctor even asked if, quote, the nightmares had started yet, end quote. What? Yeah. You knew? 
You fucking knew! As apparently it's a common side effect. <laughs> In the dreams, they had committed horrible acts of torture on people. Or... No, there they were, were dreams where I committed oh, horrible yeah, that's what acts I said. of torture yeah. on people. Yeah, they were dreams where I committed, Savannah committed horrible acts of torture on people. Or where the walls and floor were made of flesh, which is very, like, Cenobite of you. Just awful body horror every night. I don't get scared easily and love horror, but these are the kinds of dreams that make me afraid to sleep. The worst part is I have a sleep disorder that can make me fall into REM really fast. Oh, my God. That's fucking terrifying, actually. Yeah. Meaning I'll wake up from a nightmare and be unable to fight off falling back into it. (gasps) I've had that happen before and it is literally the worst when you are having a nightmare, you wake up from it because like it's causing you to have like, you know, you just wake up and then you immediately fall back asleep right back into it. It is horrific. Mm -hmm. So I am so sorry to you, Svenna. Once or twice, they were so bad. I got up and threw up a smiley face. Oh, oh, oh my God. I, that sucks because I can relate to also having like horrific dreams that I feel like make a Serbian film look like a Disney film and they mm-hmm. are miserable and there's no mm-hmm. escaping. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. So obviously, as you pointed out, the introduction of ADHD medication for sure, Chelsea, don't breathe the mic for sure. triggered these severe and gory nightmares. The content of your nightmares involving involving acts of torture and body horror, horror could be influenced by a variety of factors, including your subconscious mind processing fears, anxiety, or even just the unfortunate side effects of the medication itself. So that would be more of like the medication itself is triggering a release of that adrenaline hormone And so rather than ever having a dream where you are sniffing daisies and eating candy, it's always the worst possible thing that your mind can make up based off of things you've seen, read, or um, heard. Yeah, that would trigger that fight or flight mode. And then your brain subconsciously just amplifies it. Exactly. That sucks, man. Yeah, it super sucks. Um, Do you want to read this one or do you want me to? You can. Special guy. This is from Ty. Kind of a friend of the podcast, I guess. (laughs) Um, when i was younger my mom and her sisters used to drop us kids off at my grandma's house my grandma's basement used to terrify us for a number of reasons it was dark and mostly unfinished and this is also the first place i did a ouija board when i was probably like 12 with my cousins lol yeah welcoming it welcoming the deranged Uh shit um anyway i had a recurring dream where i'd walk into my grandma's front door because from there you can see down the stairs and i would see a pair of red eyes at the bottom of the stairs I immediately would get scared stiff and felt paralyzed. The eyes had a deep voice that would keep saying, come here, come down the stairs. That's probably exactly what it sounded like. That's as deep as I go. It scared the shit out of me, especially after happening multiple times. My grandmother has always been big into analyzing dreams and their meanings. And I remember telling her and my mom about it. My mom, easily scared by everything was very freaked out by this because she said when she was younger, she had the same exact dream, but the voice was speaking to her in Spanish. Spooky. That is scary. So let's interpret it. 
Your recurring dream about the pair of red eyes and the voice saying, come here, come downstairs, seems to be connected to childhood experiences and the fear associated with your grandma's basement. And unresolved fears, i.e. the your grandma's house and the basement there, being a place that terrified you as a child represents unresolved fear or anxiety from your childhood. The red eyes and voice might symbolize this fear resurfacing in your dreams. And red eyes are often associated with danger, fear, or malevolence in various cultures. The voice calling you downstairs could represent a subconscious fear of confronting something unpleasant or facing a situation that you find intimidating. Damn it, Ty. The fact that you did a fucking Ouija board in your grandma's basement, first of all, don't do that to your grandma, but um, might have added a supernatural or paranormal element to your fear. Ouija board experiences can leave a lasting impact on individuals, especially if they were done in a place that already has negative associations. Which clearly is the situation here. Yeah. You just amplified it. You gave it feet, and mm-hmm. um, The shared dream experience between you and your mom, albeit with different languages, might suggest a generational, a generational or familiar connection to this fear. It could indicate a shared anxiety or a family-specific fear that has actually been passed down through generations. Stairs in a dream often symbolize progress, change, or transition. The fear of going downstairs might represent your fear of delving into the unknown or facing challenges in your life. In psychological terms, recurring dreams often indicate unresolved issues or emotions. So this dream might be urging you to confront or resolve the fear associated with your grandma's basement, whether it's related to childhood experiences or deeper, complex anxieties. I love the idea of a generational connection with this dream that Ty had. I, because it reminds me of like generational trauma. It's like the same thing, but it's like being manifested through um, the subconscious mind and dreaming. It's like the DNA remembers. It's so cool when you hear about people who get like full blood transfusions and then they take on new characteristics that came from the person who they got the blood from or organs from. Like, I love this where it's like written in the fucking DNA. Yeah. And it's also like, I love this dream interpretation because it almost feels like that connection between he and his mom having like the same dream at probably around the same age, it feels um, like a supernatural warning that is like to be carried generationally. It's very spooky, very also kind of cool. I also love that. Like, uh, because we talked about how shared dreams are this almost vibrational connection like how your sisters were like connected through their shared dreams. And it means that you're just like on this other wavelength with them. And so I also think that's very sweet to have that with your mom. Shared even traumas. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's spooky and sad. Uh, something that's like kind of bums me out though with dream analysis is, and you kind of touched on it, is the idea that it could be like a supernatural warning. Whereas like dream analysis sometimes tries to put a very like specific description on why you're dreaming what you're dream. Dude, mm-hmm. what if it's some other fucking demon at the bottom of the stairs and yeah, only your subconscious mind notices it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. some of this stuff, it's like, oh, you have a fear of losing control. But then other parts of it is like, what if you died in a car crash in your past life and you're fucking remembering it, bro? Yeah. Like, I love well, that. I mean, like, too. This dream analysis comes from the Freudian dream analysis. That's where I'm pulling all of yeah, this yeah, information Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from. the most common one. Yeah. And I feel like it's the most um, generalized for the mass populations, but there's definitely another portion of dream interpretation that comes from a supernatural influence and perspective, which I did not do here because I didn't want people to feel left oh. out if they didn't believe in it. 
And it's also hard to access that because I tried to find things like we experienced it with like Appalachian, right? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. something that's like totally written down yet. And it's a little bit more culturally shared and not mm-hmm. necessarily written down. All yeah. of the stuff I've learned about like past life things has been verbally said. I also think that like the supernatural interpretation of dreams reminds me of um, tarot card interpretations. Like it's all on the same basis. Like they all pretty much share the same cards in the deck with the same generalized meanings, but you can also customize them and have specific cards for your specific deck. And you interpret it as this because based off of the person you're looking at, like there's also a lot of dream interpretation that goes into the supernatural that we we couldn't get into unless we were a with someone who does it professionally yeah. or as a professional hobbyist and b you were there to um inform them yeah about would, you know more it, specific details it'd be the same thing if you and i were doing an episode about tarot cards all we yeah. can do is just give you the explanations but the interpretation we haven't tapped into that yet because we just mm-hmm. aren't in that circle yeah also because you the person who it's about is the tool and instrument for the interpretation. Yeah. The so you couldn't so even like, exactly. You couldn't even like get the details about them. But anyway, anyways, Cameron Love. I've got this reoccurring dream that comes up once every three to four years, then goes dormant. It started when I was in my teens and I'm in my thirties now. It's a sleep paralysis thing. Oh, nightmare, really. Where I wake up, quote unquote, wake up, mm-hmm. laying in my bed, but can't move. I'm laying on my back, arms at my side, staring at the ceiling. Some unknown force moves my head to look left where a faceless little girl is just standing there. I don't fucking like that. Yeah, I fucking hate that. As soon as I realize I can't move, I try screaming. And of course, as we know, nothing comes out. After 10 to 20 seconds, continuously trying to move and scream i actually wake up one thing i think is particularly fucked up is that i move around a lot for work and the setting is always the current bed i'm sleeping in when i'm dreaming i haven't had this dream for a few years so i know it's about to come up again oh that's an ominous way to end it you got a succubus bro you gotta protect against that shit literally though the fact that the dream learns intelligently but remains the same but like changes the setting to be applicable that's fucking terrifying that is so scary sleep paralysis occurs when a person temporarily experiences an inability to move or speak while falling asleep or waking up it often involves vivid hallucinations and a feeling of pressure on the chest your description of waking up unable to move and scream aligns with the typical typical experience of sleep paralysis, which is like the textbook thing. What a lot of people think sleep paralysis is something demonic, something supernatural. And, you know, from what you're saying, I definitely feel that as well. Um, the presence of a faceless little girl in your dream, well, fucking terrifying and horrible, might symbolize an unknown or unresolved aspect of your subconscious. Children in dreams can represent innocence, vulnerability, or repressed emotions. The facelessness could indicate that this figure is mysterious or unclear to you. Or it could just be fucking terrifying and scary and crazy. (laughs) Yeah, like a demon. It's a demon. Like a fucking demon. The inability to move, scream, or interact in the dream 
may reflect feelings of helplessness or lack of control in your waking life. It could be related to a specific situation or a general sense of powerlessness. The fact that the dream always occurs in your current bed suggests that the dream is closely tied to your present circumstances. It might indicate that the feelings of helplessness or vulnerability are connected to your current life situation, especially during times of change or stress. That's actually something I wonder if, as you said, you move a lot for work. I wonder if the move a lot also corresponds with the every three to four years as well. Yeah, so it kind maybe. of like they sync up. Your awareness that the dream is reoccurring, even with the years in between occurrences, could create a sense of anticipation or anxiety. This anticipation might even contribute to the dream's reoccurrence, especially if you have a subconscious expectation of it happening again, which is honestly, to speak of the Ouroboros, the Ouroboros of it all. <laughs> you you keep you, having it. You're you giving recognize it that it's a power. Yeah, you yeah. recognize it's a pattern. And by doing that, you've given it power to continue on. Dude, I would honestly do the like, like go to the succubus episode and then listen to the part where we say how to get out of it and just prepare yourself to fight off a succubus in your sleep. And that might give you more control and power and maybe it won't happen again. But what do we know? Yeah. Nothing. You know, throw everything at the wall and see if it sticks. Exactly. Um, so here's an anonymous one. So I have two dreams that stood out to me when I saw your request. I will say neither are necessarily creepy or scary, but still gave me weird existential out-of-body moments. The first one happened a few years ago. For context, my partner and I live together. We are very different when it comes to being social. I love being at home, but he enjoys going out with friends. Occasionally, he would go out with friends drinking and socializing while I stayed home. I remember one night waking up and looking at the clock and seeing it was 2.30 a.m. I got out of bed and went and stood by the front door. And a few minutes later, I hear it opening and my partner walks in. I tried speaking to him, you know, asking how the night was, how his friends were, etc. But he didn't reply. I kept trying to get him to respond, but with no luck. Then I watched him walk into the bedroom. Being tired, I walked back to the room to get back in bed. But when I got back to the room, I saw myself lying there, asleep in the bed. Ooh, that's fucked, y'all. That's fucked, y'all. The moment seeing myself there startled me, and I woke up for real. I checked my phone, and it was like 2.35. The next morning, I asked my partner if I was up and out of bed when he came home, but he told me that no, I was still asleep. And to this day, I'm weirded out by that dream. It's actual projection. Yeah, that's actual projection. I'm weirded out by that dream. That dream will stay with me forever. Yeah, be careful. Um, The second dream happened more recently. I basically lived an entire life in the span of a dream that happened to me before, and it sucked. Mm Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the dream, I was a high school student and fell in love with someone who I know in real life, who I've never had feelings for in any way. It was a very puppy dog, heart stopper type of romance. In the dream, I went through a lot of major milestones with the person, including graduation, going to college, and eventually getting married. Towards the end of the dream, my partner died, and that's when I woke up. And I remember feeling a strange grief, even though it was all a dream. Mm-hmm. I lived about a 30-year time span in the dream, witnessed and experienced major moments, but not every single second, though I was aware of time passing. And the second dream felt so real. I remember waking up very confused. These are my most common dreams of like reliving an entire lifespan. And it sucks, dude. The the dreams that are so powerful that you wake up with the residual emotions are fucked, dude. They're yeah. so fucked. It's like, and it's always these dreams that you wish fell into the like 90% of ones that we forget. Like that the moment yeah. you start feeling upset and angry or 
sad and anxious and you go to recall what makes you feel that way, it dissipates and you go, okay, well, anyway, and you move on with your day. But these are always the ones that like change the trajectory of how you handled that day. Exactly. A hundred percent. And change the trajectory of how much medication I have to take for sure. (laughs) So let's interpret it. The first dream, the out-of-body experience one. So this dream could symbolize a feeling of detachment or disconnection from your own life, possibly related to the differences in your social preferences with your partner. Standing by the front door and seeing your partner come in without acknowledging you might indicate a desire for recognition or validation, especially in moments when you feel overlooked or ignored. Seeing yourself lying in bed could represent self-reflection and a desire to understand your own identity or place in your relationship. It might also indicate a need for self-care and self-awareness, recognizing your own worth and presence. I actually relate to this um, dream interpretation so much because as you and I talked before, we always have emotional nightmares of our partners ignoring us and in our dreams and um, breaking up with us, not replying to us, even physically moving past us as if we don't exist and are a ghost within the dream. Yeah. And I feel like this, this breakdown of it makes the most sense for those because it's never actually about them doing those things. It's more of like, as this says, like that subconscious, like I, especially at that first, like, there could be some subconscious feelings about like the disconnection between how you handle social situations. And that makes you feel like an outsider. Therefore in your dreams, you are an outsider to them. Yeah. And that makes the most sense in the world to me. The last line slaps hard too, where it's, and you need self-care and self-awareness. You need to recognize your own worth and presence. It's not putting it on the partner. It's like, Mm -hmm. you got to fix you because you're, diminishing yourself to a literal ghost that's how you see yourself subconsciously exactly like that that this this dream interpretation just hit all the points of like because i'll wake up and be like why do i fucking dream like that like what's the fucking problem and it's and it's literally that it's like oh do i feel subconsciously insecure about the ways that we handle ourselves in social situations do and you know even with you saying how like am i the boring friend you know what i mean like it oh, could yeah. even be that that fucks me up bad or like with the making yourself a ghost in your own relationship it has nothing to do with that it's that they're a symbol for you putting yourself yeah second and making yourself haunt the life you live yeah fuck crazy <laughs> i know this next one might get me uh, the second dream, living a lifetime in a dream. These are my most common horror dreams. Uh, so experiencing an entire lifetime in a dream is emotional. Dreams like this often leave a lingering sense of nostalgia or grief upon waking. This dream might symbolize the passage of time and the inevitability of change and loss. The romantic relationship and the subsequent grief upon your partner's death could represent the fleeting nature of love and pain associated with loss. Alternatively, the stream might reflect a desire for deep emotional connections and a fear of losing them. It could also be a metaphor for the impermanence of life and the importance of cherishing the moments we have with loved ones. Dreams of living entire lifetimes can also be a way for your subconscious mind to process complex emotions, unresolved issues, or unexplored possibilities. 
In both dreams, there seems to be an underlying theme of emotional connection, self-awareness, and the passage of time. So it might be helpful for you to explore these themes further in your waking life, perhaps through simple journaling, self-reflection, or even just conversations with a close friend, if not a therapist. And I actually, for you experiencing the living a lifetime in a dream, just like um, this anonymous person as well, for you specifically, I feel like it's the you the desire for deep emotional connections and a fear of losing them. So I feel like that yeah. has been such a common theme in your life is that the yeah. the the metaphor for the impermanence of life and the importance yeah. of cherishing the moments we have with loved ones and you your subconscious mind making you live out lifetimes and dreams is how you are expressing those unknowns that weren't able to happen. Yeah, the way that my dreams tend to play out is like on the precipice of either my mom or my sister dying, reacting mm-hmm. differently and getting them better help in a sense where they almost come back from the dead, right? And then I get mm-hmm. to relive that lifetime where I get to go and cancel their funeral. And I get to go and like be like, fuck, dude, we have all these funeral flowers we bought for it. Isn't that crazy that like just last week you were like dead, but now you're alive and we're having dinner and I will live out my lifetime with them. And then I wake up. Oh, so again. then that's it dead on again. the head, 100%. That is it on the head. 100%. That is creepy scary, actually. And I have them. Um, all the time. If I'm dreaming, I am dreaming something just miserable. And like the beginning of the dream will be like finding them in like the body horror of like cocoon and like just seeing them like ripped apart by like maggots or like, or, you know, like I've had other fucked up dreams that I would care not to get into, but like just that shit. And then by the end of the dream, it's like, can you believe that that we've come this far? And then I wake mm-hmm. up. Bummer. And that's what happens when you don't go to therapy and you just try to let your subconscious mind handle all of your shit. You know what I mean? Or now you have your dream diary. <laughs> Tapping the dream diary. <laughs> now I'm writing it down. Fucking God. That, that's heavy, man. That's crazy that it's like, Fucks. it just is so on point. Yeah. Also, shout out to this anonymous um, submission because I feel like it really unpacked a lot of things for us. Yeah. I would say like... um this one hit me the hardest, so I'm super sorry you're going through that. Uh, it really sucks. But self-worth, man. I wish I could preach all day how important self-worth is, but obviously yeah. these are hitting really hard for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. Next one is from Stabby. Ooh, friend of the podcast. Okay, here goes. I'm a vivid dreamer. I often remember and write down my dreams or any iconography I can when I wake up. Reoccurring themes for me are apocalypse scenarios. Yup. 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 Murder. Yup. <laughs> Being watched and or watching. Falling slash cycling scenarios. Rescues and blood. Just blood. But you know, I like that. Simple point. Snippets. I watched a white frog with wings catch and eat a bug. And a large amount of blood began pouring out of its mouth, dripping. That's I was in a that is cool, actually. This is all was, these sorry, these snippets are reminding me of the cell, which is Jennifer Lopez's best work. Which is one of the actual best movies in the entire world, yeah. not just Jennifer Lopez's best work, but Vince Vaughn Mama. So fucking good. 
one of the this, most i was like this is the cell and the cell is about um infiltrating dreams. a dream um lucidly oh my God, the fucking cell is fucking amazing everyone's uh, homework is, is to watch the, a cell please watch a cell it is one of the most beautiful articulate artistic deep twisted beautiful movies i've ever seen in my yeah. fucking life i would say and you're gonna agree with me i know this j-lo's outfits in the cell in the dream sequences are on par with the wardrobe of padme queen amadala, amadala. yes i knew yep. you were gonna say it because i'm there on the stage bitch yeah it is literally oh, good oh my fucking god i love fucking cell i literally just remembered how much this cell changed my life and everyone should watch it my mom rented that for me from reams the grocery Mm. store as a little kid and let me watch it as a child fucking shout out to her because that really left a mark she's so fucking cool for that god that movie's so fucking good god anyway (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this how i'm pissed that we have to finish this episode we can't stop it now i know how many more pages we have left we're almost done thank god we are watch this cell um anyway i'm gonna have to call ty and see if he's seen it because if not i'm gonna have to wait tomorrow anyway so the the frog (laughs) i was in a pool with no bottom i kept diving over and over and over never surfacing bathtubs sinks pipes overflowing water trucks and pumps also pause real quick again when i was a teenager we grew up having a pool in our backyard and I had reoccurring dreams of walking around the pool and my phone falling out of my pocket, which was a T-Mobile psychic, and going, diving in after it, and it always being just right out of the grasp of my hand. And that was the whole dream. Um, that's wild. So, I am almost watched Stabby die once, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. What so, do you fucking mean? <laughs> she almost died in the pool? No, so we went to the lake, Lake Colt right mm-hmm. and we had a floaty island where the people who had paddle boards would paddle people out on their little inner tubes and then we just strung them together with like rope th- whatever we had um the string from the tubes we would untie it and then retie everyone together mm-hmm. and it was floaty island and it was huge and it was beautiful we were sitting i was sitting across from my roommate Vakilla mm-hmm. and uh Vakilla was like sitting in her tube, like her legs were floating in the water, and she was just kind of sitting. And then I was sitting where my butt was in the hole, kind of lounging. Mm-hmm. And at some point on the other side of Floaty Island, Stabby's like, I'm gonna swim under the whole thing and I'm gonna s- pop up on the other side like a mermaid. Classic mistake. But what happened was she went down. Got a little bit in and her tried to surface for air, but so dense and large was Floaty Island that she started panicking. Now, mm-hmm. what happens is I'm looking at Vakilla, beautiful, voluptuous Vakilla, and I see her boob going like, rah, 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 <laughs> Stabby surfaces like the fucking little mermaid whips her hair back and just goes, <laughs> and Michaela's <laughs> boob is just up into her neck. 
And oh. Stabby and Vakilla are both just like arms flat in this tube. And Stabby's like, and water is coming out. And we are just hysterically oh. laughing. Oh my god, she was like those people who try to swim under the ice yeah. and can't find their way back. But it was during the Game of Thrones part where they like did the drowned god. So later that day, one of our friends posted the Drown God thing on her Facebook, <laughs> and we were just fucking losing it. Oh, and every time I think God. of just, it's like when the T-Rex comes in Jurassic Park and the cups, the water in the cup starts vibrating, mm-hmm. but it was just the killer's boob rising a little bit until like and it was just Stabby's head bobbing up realizing it wasn't a solid surface and oh just God. bing through the tube and oh Vakilla being like ah! and both of them just Arr! and Stabby like actively regurgitating water oh <laughs> was, my fuck. but like oh it was funny yeah so that's uh, probably where this comes from I hope so <laughs> so a bathtub sinks, pipes overflowing, water trucks and pumps. Bombs falling onto pavement, fireworks, explosions, safes to hide guns and drugs. Drug smuggling at a hotel. Oh my, what the, this took a turn from the fucking frog. <laughs> I know, I want the princess frog. Assassination clip reel. Mind control and human studies think experimenting on people. Arrested at a protest, evaded arrest from a car accident, ants climbing my walls, beetles covering my body. This, this is drugs, mama. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really (laughs) shitty haiku. (laughs) That is fucking crazy. Um, Oh, those were snippets of dreams. I don't think it was all one dream. God, I got it now. It was just her attempt at like Western, Midwestern woman rapping. Um, do you want to read the full dream so I don't cough into oblivion? Yeah, let me just cough. cough on mute real quick. <laughs> so here's a full dream. So recurring dreams where every time I fell asleep, an alien species or monster took over my body and the bodies of two other people. We did its bidding, killing everyone on its behalf. It was ability to time travel, set death traps in the future or past. And our reflections in the mirror would be wobbling, indicating that they were inside of us. And we could feel them coming each time, but we were helpless. I only had one skeleton and skull, but I could feel two. And a virus was taking over the town I was in, turning people into human-animal hybrid beasts that would murder people with various methods, like explosions, talons, etc. And we began to murder the hybrids en masse with the help of a mad scientist. And I almost killed a woman in a fancy bathroom. She dug her nails into my arms and I flipped her over onto her neck and it almost snapped in half. Someone was in the bathroom watching our interaction from a distance, observing me almost kill this woman. She lived and I gave her water as she waited for the ambulance. And I am almost outside of myself, watching me hide in the woods. I then toggle back and forth from this inside-outside view, almost like I have a joystick in a first-person shooter game and I am fucking with the camera angles. I am in the woods surrounded by police, investigators, and caution tape, and I am hiding from tree to tree. My hands and clothes are covered in blood, and I just murdered someone, and I am actively at the crime scene. I woke up from the stream sick to my stomach, feeling as though I had actually killed someone and the guilt was real, and it didn't go away from weeks. You want to know what's so funny is that, um, and not funny because it's probably horrible for them. Also, sorry if there's noise. My heater just kicked on it. It's two degrees in my apartment, so I'm leaving it. Sorry. Anyway. Um, 
Ty has also had dreams where he's killed someone and like buried them and then like has immense regret and guilt and remorse the next day. That's wild. What I've had dreams that? where I've killed someone, but I'm not guilty. I'm like, Same. I I'm wake like, up fucking empowered. I wake up and I'm like, you did it again, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like that scene in Rocky Horror Picture Show where the guy like pulls his leg out from the wheelchair brink and it's just yeah. like a pleaser and like fish hits. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Like in bed. Like, but, uh, da, da. yeah. <laughs> he had it coming. It's, and then I go into full <laughs> Chicago. You just go into a musical. Yeah, I am oh. self-actualized after I kill in my dreams. I do not know what guilt for killing someone in a dream is like. Yeah, I wouldn't know. So anyway. Anyway, here's another one where outside it was the apocalypse. I rationed some of my dog's food and rescued a neighborhood dog. The dog was running on the snow and kept falling in. She was tied up in a yard and the house was ransacked. But she was left to die. And I carried her to my home. And I was grocery shopping and all the items in my cart were mixed with the cart in front of mine. And the woman was someone I knew, but I could not place her, name her, or interact with her. And I was frozen as we stared at each other. My sister and I were refugees making our way out of Poland. These are really all over the place. We were hunted at night as we traveled by people in Jeeps. We were traveling with a large group and were cut off from the pack by one of these Jeeps. We slid down a hill to the forest floor and landed under some covering. We came to and heard the sounds of a baby crying in the distance. And my first thought was the baby would give us away. My, sis good thought. Yeah. my sister went to the sound and found the baby being protected by a number of animals. We left this location and went to a farm, stocked up on supplies and kept moving, shoving medicines and socks, protein bars in every pocket, and filling water bottles. We didn't know how long we would be moving. And the next morning, we were targeted on the news, and pictures of us went up for bounties. We sprinted to rescue my mom, and then I woke up. Jesus fucking Christ, just yeah. dreaming of war crimes. So as an, as an aside, I have various examples of myself and my mom having premonitions or intense gut instincts that protect or inform us. My whole life, I've always discovered information or week or two before I needed it. I also sense an overwhelming urge to go out or stay home, usually narrowly, narrowly missing something dangerous and finding out after the fact. I have intense deja vu episodes. And honestly, they are why I started looking into my dreams more. My spouse says I am incredibly lucky, but I think it's some other force. Lastly, I got my palms read with Chelsea, that's me, in Ogden in 2023. And they found a symbol on my palm that suggests I come from a long line of energy readers. Which is very true. There's certain things on your palm that they look for that indicate like past life shit. And I had like, she had the energy reader and then I had the star, which indicates witchcraft in my blood. And they are rare, so and we felt like fucking queens that day. We walked out of there one hip at a time, just jizzy jazzing all around. It was really fun. Yeah, I like that they gave you the witch one, even though, like, you're the most superstitiously religious anti-witch person I've ever met. Well, that's where I got that folklore magic book from. And I was like, yeah. hell yes, because they were saying, like, you're fearing it for a reason. This went into, like, some past life regression stuff of, like, are you fearing it for a reason because you were persecuted for it in the past and now you're trying Ooh. to cosplay religion in this life to fix what got you killed in the last one? So oh, that's so fucking tea right there. The lady recommended looking into it. So I have been reading more witchcraft stuff, um, and it's been She's fun. unlocking, girl. She's unlocking, sister. But the thing with like Appalachian folk magic, and we've talked about it before, is it implements mm -hmm. elements from the Bible and it makes it like way easier for me to digest because there's some shit where it's like gnarly. Like you mm -hmm. fucked up my brother in law. 
that was yeah, gnarly. So we need to talk way. again. I need you to be, <laughs> do it again. Um, Slay, girl. You know it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll send you a shitty cucumber. Um, so here's <laughs> interpretation for Stabby. So your dreams are vivid and intricate, filled with various themes and symbols. It's important to note that dream interpretation is subjective. So it's kind of like tarot cards. It's up to you to determine what the meaning of these symbols are. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the recurring themes and your mention of premonitions and intuitive abilities, your dreams might actually reflect a heightened sense of sensitivity to your surroundings and a deep connection with your subconscious mind. So based on that, here are some interpretations based on the themes in your dream. So violence, murder, and blood in dreams can symbolize intense emotions, repressed anger, or desire to confront and overcome challenges. It also might indicate a fear of losing control in certain situations. Apocalypse scenarios often reflect feelings of fear, anxiety, or uncertainty about the future. And these dreams might symbolize changes or transitions in your life that you find daunting or overwhelming. Dreams of being watched or watching could indicate feelings of being observed or judged in your waking life. And it might also represent a desire for privacy or a fear of intrusion. Falling dreams often represent a fear of failure, loss of control, or a sense of of instability in your waking life. And cyclical scenarios might indicate a feeling of being stuck in a repetitive pattern or a fear of repeating past mistakes. Some of these are really on the nose. Mm -hmm. Dreams of rescuing others or being rescued might indicate a desire for security, support, or emotional connection. And it could reflect a subconscious wish to help others or seek assistance when needed. Dreams of like alien takeover, hybrid beast, and murder might represent inner conflicts, fears, or anxieties that you're processing. The presence of aliens and monsters might symbolize external threats or unfamiliar aspects of yourself that you're struggling to understand or accept. And your experiences with premonitions or gut instincts might be connected to your dreams. Like your heightened sensitivity to intuition could be influencing this themes and symbols in your dreams, making them more intense and meaningful for you. So given the depth and complexity of your dreams, I recommend keeping a dream journal. Um, We recommend keeping a dream journal and Mm -hmm. track recurring themes and symbols because analyzing these patterns over time could provide you with deeper insights to your subconscious mind and actually expand your intuitive abilities. Yeah. And it would be so cool to just look back and read them. Okay. Do you read them and track them to shit that happened in your life? That's the ultimate goal, I think. Yeah. Last one is another anonymous submission. The dream was set in a distant future. My friend, a real person, and I were part of a gang of spaceway robbers. Cool. That is tight. We that is so cool. We were dressed in retrofuturistic spacesuits with the fishbowl helmets. We were armed with jetpacks and ray guns. We waited in the hold of our rocket ship until the signal. A light started flashing and we quickly exited our rocket. And using the jetpacks and ray guns, we disabled the target spaceship and boarded it. Once inside the spaceship, we saw that it had a fancy interior, like a ballroom with a space chandelier full of fancy people. With a warning shot in the air, my friend took the lead and demanded all of the fancy people's money and jewels. We proceeded to rob the fancy space people at ray gunpoint i appreciate the dedication to keeping us on theme yeah this is sick after the gang gathered all the loot my friend thanked them for their cooperation shot some of the decorations and we all left the spaceship the way we came and jetpacked back to our rocket 
Once the hatch closed, we removed our helmets and shared some congratulations and a passionate kiss. Ooh, this is a fun dream. Oh, sorry. Then I woke up. I have never had romantic feelings about this friend. <laughs> I still don't. Okay, well, that's just cinematic and fine and not weird. It was strange and unsettling. The dream was fun until the kissing part. I actively avoided this person in real life until I had time process at all. You know, I get that. Um, I think we, Chelsea and I off the mic, we're talking about having dreams of accidentally cheating on our partners. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what this feeling reminds me of where you're like in the dream, it's cool. And then you wake up and you're like, I didn't mean for that to happen. What the fuck was that? And I would process this as just the cinematic plot progressing, you know, it was a theater. It It was was a theater. Yeah. They had to do it for the plot. Big time. They had to do it for the award-winning kiss scene, which is just between two friends who are being paid for a gig. Yeah. So, you know, I get being bugged by that. So let's talk about it. Dreams set in futuristic or fantastical settings often symbolize the exploration of uncharted territories, new experiences, or unknown aspects of yourself. In this context, the space of robber scenario could represent a desire for adventure, excitement, or a wish to break free from the constants of everyday life. Which, who doesn't fucking relate yeah. to that? That's fucking gorgeous. The retrofuturistic spacesuits and jetpacks might symbolize a blend of past and future, suggesting, you know what? That is actually so T because the the fact that they specified retrofuturistic, mm-hmm. like not just like, Oh, a retro version of what they thought spacesuits would look like, or oh, something conceptualized in sci-fi, like the mix of the two. That yeah. is very, very specific. Um, a blend between past and future, suggesting a need to reconcile or find balance between your past experience experiences and future aspirations. Jetpacks in particular can represent a desire for freedom and the ability to rise above challenges. Robbing the fancy space people in the dream might symbolize a subconscious desire for power, control, or a wish to obtain something that feels unattainable in your waking life. It could also signify a feeling of injustice or a desire to challenge the status quo. The unexpected romantic encounter in the dream, even though you don't have romantic feelings for this friend, could represent a blending of emotional connections. It might symbolize a deep bond, trust, or intimacy with this person, even if it's not necessarily romantic in nature. Kissing in dreams can also signify a desire for closeness or unity. Feeling unsettled or uncomfortable after the dream is not uncommon, especially when the dream involved unexpected or unusual scenarios. Your subconscious mind might be processing complex emotions or experiences, even if they do not directly translate to your conscious thoughts or desires. And that's dream interpretation, y'all. That is so fun. It is so fun. I feel like not only did I learn a lot about everyone who submitted, but I feel like we also learned a little bit about ourselves because um, I have some of the same dreams as y'all. I think we all do. And um, I feel like some of these explanations were really universal, but in that they made so much sense. The only thing I was surprised that we didn't hear was like naked dreams. I have naked dreams, but they're not, those are the fun ones, man. I used to have naked dreams when I was younger that I would like be, my mom would be dropping me off at school and I would walk out of the car and be naked. Yeah. I, for some reason, always have naked dreams at Lagoon. Don't know why. That is weird. And for the non-locals, Lagoon is just a theme park. Yeah. It's just, yeah. What? Roller coaster. 
meaning of being i think it's like accidentally naked right yeah it's yeah it's not like okay um vulnerability dreaming of being accidentally naked can symbolize where did this go a feeling of vulnerability or exposure in your waking life you may feel emotionally exposed or out of your comfort zone in particular situations it may indicate a fear of embarrassment or concern about making a making a mistake in public or a social setting this might also be reflected of anxieties related to how others perceive you dreaming of being naked can also be linked to issues related to self-esteem body image or self-acceptance it may represent a desire for more authenticity or a need to confront and embrace one's true self which makes sense because I had these as like a child. I don't know about you and Lagoon though. Um, <laughs> being accidentally naked in a dream can also symbolize a feeling of unpreparedness or fear of being caught unaware in a situation. It might be a manifestation of general anxiety or a specific situation where you felt unready. Huh. Oh, interesting. Well, Damn. there you go. I loved it. I love learning about dreams. I feel um comforted and unsettled at the same time because i am comforted in the fact that we all have some similarities in our dreams and i am unsettled in the fact that science does not really understand them and we don't really know what's going on i like to blame the ghosts probably honestly but yeah that's that um speaking of things that you should dream of and by dream of i mean make reality in our bios we are at go to hell podcast i am at noel fane that is at sith lord in our bios on all social media whether it be actually just two instagram or twitter you can find a link to a link tree and in that you can get access to our patreon a dollar gets you in listen we have a lot of fun it's a good fucking time new episodes every week um I used to be offended when people said they preferred Patreon over main episodes, but actually after the last few Patreons we've had, I get it. Like, I get it. I yeah. I get why people love it. It's just, you know, a little bit of a therapy session, if you will. Yeah. Something just, like that. I'm surprised that people prefer it. I mean, I'm surprised as well, but I think that like we are, um, like people don't want to hear what I think. They just want to hear no. what the facts I regurgitate. I mean, yes, but I also think that we're not the voice of a generation. We're the voice of abomination. And like, that's what Patreon is. Let me write that down. We you know what I'm saying? And that's why they pay a dollar a month, girl. So um, go check us out on Patreon. Um, we also have a link to our merch page. 100% of the proceeds there are donated to nonprofit charities of our fucking choice, bitch. But most of the time, they're cool things that you also like as well. Yeah. Uh, so go check that out. Um, we have a featured merch item, which is the um, Why Be Clear When You Could Be Queer L. Ron Hubbard anti-Scientology shirt that Chelsea made. So fucking cool. So check that out. Um, we also have links to our Facebook group for the Boomers, our Discord server for everyone else. And I don't know why you'd need it, but links to listen to us, which is everywhere podcasts are heard. Oh, I forgot the most important person and Kelly, Kelly Holloran. 
Congrats on your recent wedding, love. Congrats on your wedding. We're always watching. I'm always watching you. You look so (laughs) gorgeous. And um, everyone, please go support Kelly because she just got married and that sounds expensive, mama. Um, Kelly Holloran or at Wild Wood Owl on Etsy. She makes cool shit for us and she makes cool shit in general. And go buy a sticker for her and say in in the comment, Congrats on your wedding. You look so fucking good. Do it. And she has free shipping at her shop, which is honestly so dope. So cool. So yeah, that's officially it. And officially, I would like to say, you know, and I would like to say this as not just me saying this to you right now and everyone listening, but also to me, the past me as a child who kept having the reoccurring dreams, which were clearly my poor soft brain interpretation of what the devil was and being in hell because I did the ultimate, which was embrace it, let it become a part of me. And for that, I will say hail Satan. I'm going to say hail NyQuil. Thanks for getting me through it, man. (laughs) Thanks for knocking me out every night. I can't wait for Noelle to ruin that for me because now I can't take Benadryl anymore. She says it will give me Alzheimer's. So I'm I'm clinging to that sweet, delicious scissor. You know what I mean? probably got the same shit i would also i would actually like to unhale melatonin because melatonin is like that listener's adhd medication it makes me have horrific violent gory terrible cenobite dreams which is very not slay so fuck melatonin and it doesn't even make me sleep better it just makes me trip the fuck out so okay that's officially it all right bye bye